Welcome to Diabetes Unplugged. Welcome back to Diabetes Unplugged, the podcast where we shine light on life beyond the diagnosis and redefine the way that we approach diabetes wellness. In today's episode, I am going to be sharing with you kind of like a diabetes 101 of things not to do. And the reason why I wanted to do this episode today was because all the things that I am going to share with you, I, with the exception of one, I think I did it. I definitely did it. And so I'm going to be telling on myself in this episode, but I also hope that by sharing these things, it kind of can offer you a peace of mind and give you a little bit more structure on how to navigate this thing going forward. So like I said, I'm going to be actually sharing five things not to do upon a diabetes diagnosis. So we're going to just jump right in with number one. And number one, straight out the gate is do not panic. Now, don't get me wrong. When you hear that you are diabetic or pre-diabetic or whatever have you, I mean, I think it depends. It, it depends on where you're kind of falling on that diabetes scale. So for example, if you're being told, you know, that you're diabetic and you just went into the doctor for a checkup, there's going to be an initial shock there, right? Or like for me, when I went in to do my, my glucose test, even though I knew that there was a possibility because I'm doing a glucose test, being told, yeah, your blood sugar is elevated, you have diabetes, blah, 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 blah. Besides the initial disappointment and overwhelm and for me, anger, panic was the first, one of the first emotions that set in because I think the panic comes from not really knowing what it is that you're dealing with. You know what I mean? It's like, I think we've all heard of diabetes, you know, initially, or we have someone in our family, whether it's a friend or a loved one or family member, whatever, that we're connected to, that we have heard some rendition of what it means to be diabetic, right? And so for me, it was, okay, my blood sugar is too high, but I think the panic comes from not knowing what that means. Like, how does that affect my body? What are going to be, you know, the complications of it? Like, what now? And it, it almost is like, it's one more thing that you have to deal with on top of everything else that you're already dealing with. So it's sometimes not even a panic, like, oh my God, what do I do? It's almost like, how am I going to handle this on top of everything else that I'm navigating? You know what I'm saying? And so in saying do not panic, what I mean by that is like, don't stress yourself out about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, and that's really, really easy to do. The stress part of this is something else that I have to try to learn about or figure out or navigate because it is important, right? It, it is going to affect your quality of life. So it is something that you have to address. But the point of the do not panic is do, it's kind of do not stress. You know what I mean? And the reason why that is so important is because now we have to kind of have a conversation about hormones, about stress hormones, right? When you stress about something, whether there's diabetes or something else, your cortisol levels start to increase. And cortisol is the stress hormone. So you don't want cortisol 
going crazy. You don't want it to be spiking beyond what is necessary in order to get you to function throughout your day. And so when you are stressing out about something like a health condition, that is going to trigger your cortisol levels to become even higher than what they might already be. And in doing so, when your cortisol levels rise, that is going to trigger your liver to start releasing excess glucose into your bloodstream. So now your blood sugar is even higher than it probably was initially upon diagnosis because you're stressed and you're panicking about it. And so in in unpacking this panic part, I want you to understand that number one, this probably is going to sound so harsh. Panicking is not going to change the situation at the end of the day, but Having a calm mindset, as calm as you can be about it and as open as you can be about it, that is going to help you to be able to make more informed decisions about how to manage this condition effectively. Because right off the bat, what you need to know is that diabetes can definitely be reversed. It can definitely be reversed, which leads me to tip number two. Don't ignore it. Okay. Do not ignore this thing. This is a very serious thing. This is a very serious condition that definitely needs your attention. Just like panicking is not going to change the situation, ignoring your diabetes diagnosis is not going to make it go away. This is something that you have to face head on. And by doing so, that is actually going to empower you to take control of your health, right? It's going to allow you to actually educate yourself about the condition and its symptoms and how to manage it, right? So number one, don't panic, but number two, don't ignore it either. Again, you have to embody the mindset of, yes, this is something that I have been diagnosed with. Yes, it is unfortunate that this is another thing that I have to navigate on top of all the other things that I am navigating. However, What I tell people all the time is when you get diagnosed really with anything, it is an invitation, like I like to call it. It it is an invitation for a transformation. You are being invited to really start to do things differently in your life in order for you to have a better quality of life. You are being invited to create awareness around your current habits and your current stressors and your current situations. So that way you can decide and say, hey, these habits are what led to this diagnosis. How are these habits serving me? You know what I mean? How is what I am doing right now, whether it is staying up all hours of the night, whether it is letting my stress get out of control or my anxiety get out of control, or it's eating everything under the sun, or it is, you know, having a very sedentary lifestyle where you're just even uninterested in doing anything remotely close to physical activity. How are these things serving me? How are my lack of boundaries serving me? How is putting everybody's needs before my own serving me? Right. And so this is an opportunity for you to be like, all right, I need to make changes in my life, not just because I'm diabetic, but this is the catalyst that is going to inspire that change. But if you ignore it because you're afraid, because there's a lack of knowledge, because you don't know what to do, because, you know, you have seen other people with diabetes and and you've lost loved ones to diabetes or whatever, you know, so that's kind of keeping you in this sort of shell or this, this place of being stuck. Again, that's not going to elicit any change. You know what I'm saying? So yes, 
while it is scary, this is not something that needs to be ignored. And I know a lot of people, especially when it comes to just going to the doctor anyway, it's very scary. Even after you get diagnosed, like when you're going to the doctor for your follow-up appointments and all that kind of stuff, there's a lot of people that become very crippled and they're like, I don't want to go back because I don't know if number one, the changes that I have been making, I don't know if they're working. And number two, or number two, I know that I have not been doing as well as I could be doing. And so I don't want to go, you know, get my blood work done again because I might disappoint myself. But for the people that are really struggling or having a hard time with going and getting blood work done, in either case, what I want to let you know is that it is going to be so much better for you to go and figure out what's going on with you. So that way you can catch it early enough to do something about it than it is for you to ignore it or pretend that it's not happening or pretend that it's not there and then things get worse. And I think a lot of times we do that. We wait for things to get to a point where they are just completely out of hand before we decide to do something about it. And what I tell people all the time is, Number one, prevention is going to be a lot easier than reversal, but reversal is as far as diabetes or high blood pressure or heart disease, whatever, it's not impossible. It can be reversed. You hear about people all, all the time, you know, reversing diabetes or reversing even things as serious as cancer. So it's like, don't count yourself out, but also don't allow fear to keep you from finding out what's going on in the first place or making changes in order to, you know, improve your health. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go from zero to 100 overnight. It is about, like I always say, I think I've said this in so many different episodes thus far, but honoring the baby steps and making those changes gradually so that way they can be sustainable in the long run. Because again, diabetes in and of itself, is it's a complicated illness. It's complicated because there are so many things that can impact your blood sugar, right? And that's why it's important for you to get educated on the symptoms and also how to manage it. But if you ignore it, you can't do that. You're not open to receiving that information and therefore you're not going to be able to take the necessary steps in order to manage it. Okay. Which leads me to tip number three of what not to do. Do not compare your journey to someone else's. Each person's experience with diabetes is unique, period, point blank. And comparing yourself to others that is going to lead to, number one, unnecessary stress, but also deep-rooted feelings of inadequacy. So you need to make sure that you're focusing on your own progress and that you're setting achievable goals for you and also that you are celebrating even the smallest victories while you are on your journey. You have to remember that your health journey is about you not anybody else. This has absolutely nothing to do with your cousin or your mama or your grandmother who had diabetes. Your journey is not their journey. And I know for me, when I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes, like I told you in the beginning, one of the deepest emotions that I had besides, you know, just the initial stress of it all was anger and resentment. I quite literally compared myself to every other pregnant woman that I would see. And I remember being so mad about that and even saying things like, you know, it's so unfair 
Like, why do I have to deal with, you know, diabetes and they don't and they're out there enjoying their lives and they're, you know, taking pregnancy photos and they look beautiful and radiant and all these kinds of things. And that just was not my experience. And so, but I was comparing myself. I had absolutely no idea if they were dealing with gestational diabetes. You don't know what someone is dealing with just based off of looking at them. And so that's why it's very, that is very important not to compare yourself to other people because you don't know if they're diabetic or not. You don't know what other hardships they're dealing with. You don't know what's going on behind closed door. All you're seeing is the life that they show on social media or what they're looking like in that moment. You might've just caught somebody at a good moment. They're enjoying life in that moment, but you don't know what they're experiencing when they're at home behind closed doors. And so this is why not comparing your journey to someone else's is so important. Or even even people that are closest to you where you do kind of know the ins and outs of their their journey, right? Like there's a lot of people who have lost loved ones because of the complications of diabetes, right? And so again, in your mind, that can elicit another level of fear because you're like, oh my gosh, I have the same thing that they had. So that automatically means that that's the road that I'm headed down or that that's inevitable or that this is something that I'm going to be dealing with for the rest of my life. And that is not true. Your journey is not someone else's journey. You have to figure out what this looks like for you and what the approach that you need to take, how you're going to make that work for you. Diabetes runs in families because toxic eating habits and lifestyles run in families. And so if you are partaking in the same habits that your mother or your grandmother or your aunts and uncles or your whatever have partaken in, meaning you're eating a bunch of, you know, processed or unhealthy foods, or you're eating a ton of saturated fat, which is, you know, what leads to the root cause of diabetes, insulin resistance. You know, if you are chronically stressed all the time and you've never had an example of what it looks like to not be that, right? Like a lot of the things that we are dealing with is generational. I didn't say genetic, I said generational. Generational meaning that some of the things that we are passing along our bloodlines besides diseases are the habits that lead to the diseases. And those are the things that we have to address. And so when you're on this journey of navigating diabetes, you're going to have to set yourself apart, which is why not comparing yourself to other people is so important because you are going to be in this position to where you're like, all right, I understand that this is what I'm dealing with. I understand that I have diabetes for now. I understand that this is, you know, the route that I'm having to take. But also, I am deciding to separate myself from the things that those, you know, in my family have decided to do, whether they, you know, decided to do something about it or not. You're deciding I'm setting myself apart and I'm going to do things differently because I want to live or I want to do things, you know, this way in a way that's going to help me to, you know, get off on my medication or improve my quality of life or get better sleep or have more energy. You get to decide. And that's why I'm saying. Diabetes is not a lifetime sentence. You're not stuck with this. This is something being presented to you. It's like the red pill or the blue pill. Do you want to live with diabetes for the rest of your life, take medication and have a low quality of life? Or do you want to use this as a stepping stone to become your healthiest version ever? You get to decide that. But it's all about changing your perception about this disease as well. And I'm not saying that this is going to be a walk in the park. But I am saying is that there is a mindset shift that has to happen in order for you to be able to decide that you're going to take control of your health. Number four, and this is really important. I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> Number four is 
do not accept medication as being your only option. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to be very clear in me saying this. Sometimes medication is necessary. Sometimes medication is necessary. Sometimes you are going to need medication in order to get started on your journey. Sometimes that is just what it is. But it's not the sole solution. Medication will never, ever be a part of reversing diabetes altogether. Medication is not going to help you reverse diabetes. That is just what it is. It is a Band-Aid. Yes, it is going to help reduce your blood sugar levels, but just because you lower your blood sugar does not mean that you are reversing the root cause of diabetes, which is insulin resistance. Insulin resistance happens as a result of lifestyle factors, meaning your diet in particular and what you're putting into your body. Medication can't change the way that you're eating. Medication can't change the way that your body is, you know, your cells in particular are bringing in glucose. Medication is a Band-Aid every single day of the week, whether you believe it or not. But that's not to say that being on medication in the beginning is a bad thing. So for example, if you go to the hospital and your blood sugar is in the 600s, you're going to need to allow them to give you some medication to bring your blood sugar down. That makes sense. That makes sense to do. And you might even need to stay on medication. They might give you metformin or Ozempic or whatever, whatever else that you need to take until you can adopt the right lifestyle changes, like eating a more plant-rich diet or getting better quality sleep or moving your body enough, you know, doing weight training or resistance training, or even something as simple as walking in order to be able to help your body to naturally do what the medication is trying to make it do. You know what I'm saying? So medication is not your only option. It can play an important role in diabetes management. You might need to start there, but it's going to be really important that you explore other strategies to be able to manage and monitor your blood sugar levels effectively. Medication is not the only option, period, point blank. But don't feel bad if that is where you need to start. And yes, it is true that once you get on medication that you kind of can start to get comfortable because again, we're going to, we're keeping it raw and real here. Sometimes people get on medication and because the medication is making their blood sugar reflect lower numbers than what they were before they got on medication, that can cause people to get very complacent and very comfortable and no longer do the things that are necessary in order to bring themselves off of the medication. Not realizing that the longer you stay on medication, the more your system sort of becomes immune to it. And so then you go back to the doctor and you're having to get a higher dose because the small dose that they have you on is no longer effective. Your body becomes used to it. You know what I'm saying? It's no longer phasing your body anymore. It's no longer working the way that it was designed to. So when you go back to the doctor, you're having to be put on more and more and more and more and more. And because, again, it is not reversing the root cause of diabetes. The only way for you to reverse diabetes is to change your diet and your lifestyle. That's the only way. Why? Because those are going to be attacking insulin resistance. It's going to be unclogging your cells. Medication cannot do that. Okay. So it's important that if you are on medication currently, or if you've been put on, or you're considering whatever it is, number one, 
you have a choice. You do have a choice. If you are a, a person that is like, okay, I don't want to be on medication for the rest of my life. And I am willing to do whatever is necessary in order to prevent me from having to need medication. Wonderful. Wonderful. Your first plan of action, your, your very first step is changing your diet. What are you putting into your mouth every day? How much saturated fat, meaning animal products, are you consuming? Because, and the reason why I point out animal products is because they are the highest in saturated fat. And saturated fat from animal-based products is going to react in your body totally different from saturated fat from plant-based options. You know what I'm saying? But you do need to be mindful of the amount of fat that you're consuming in general. Because again, if insulin resistance is caused by fat being built up in your cells, it doesn't make sense for you to continue to overconsume the very thing that led to the issue in the first place. That's why I don't recommend the keto diet because it is a very high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet. So this is why, again, going back to step one, it is very important for you to get educated on this stuff. It is very important. So again, if your mind is made up and you're like, okay, I don't even want to have to touch medication. Number one, hats off to you. I support you 100%. Okay. But number two, that means that you have to really go hard for yourself. You have to really advocate for yourself when you go to the doctor, but you also have to follow through and be like, okay, I got to be on my P's and Q's. That doesn't mean perfection. That means adopting the 80-20. 80% of your lifestyle needs to be sustainable habits, needs to be healthy habits. And then you allow that 20% flexibility for if you are traveling or if you're going out to eat, you know what I mean? Or date night or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Because you still, the reality is you're still human. And you're still going to partake in things like, for example, the holidays where we're eating a bunch of, you know, mac and cheese and, you know, all those kinds of different things, right, that are going to be higher in saturated fat. So there is a balance thing that needs to happen. And the reason why a lot of times when you go into the doctors and they're just kind of like, you know, well, you know, go ahead and take this pill, take this medication, whatever. The, one of the main reasons why that is the first plan of action, depending on what your A1C is or your blood sugar level is in that moment, is because number one, doctors are trained in medicine. They're not trained in nutrition. And because of that, they're always going to match a symptom with a pill, first and foremost. But secondly, a lot of people, you got to imagine doctors see hundreds of clients at a time, always in rotation. And so there's a lot of people that come into the doctor's office to say, you know, I'm not going to take this medication or I don't want to be on medication. You know, give me time or whatever. I'm going to do this naturally, blah, blah, blah. And they don't follow through on what they say they're going to do. So you got to realize that too. And for a lot of doctors, their initial thing is, you know, I hear what you're saying, but I'm trying to quote unquote, save your life in the best way that I can, or at least buy you more time. Because if you don't do the things that you say you're going to do, the complications that come from having diabetes are going to get out of control and your life is at risk. At the end of the day, that is what it is about. So if you have made up your mind that you do not want to be on medication, you need to be sure that you are taking the necessary steps in order to prevent that, in order to not need that. You're going to have to create consistency in your diet and your lifestyle habits in order to prevent needing medication. On the opposite end of that, if you are on medication and you decide, 
I don't want to be on this anymore. Same rules apply. You got to do what you got to do. Don't beat yourself up for needing medication initially, but use that as fuel to do better because you can get off of it and you can adopt healthy lifestyle changes in order to get your body more sensitive to insulin so that you no longer need the medication. So you can come off of it as well. Okay. And number five, the last, the last tip, which I think for me is probably the most important tip of all five. I hate to interrupt this episode because I know that you are thoroughly enjoying it. But before we continue, I wanted to pop in and share something that is really important. If you're frustrated with living with type 2 diabetes and you want to reverse the root cause of this condition and get the best blood sugar of your life while also restoring your body's ability to tolerate carbs, you're going to need a simplified step-by-step plan of action that'll take you from where you are now to where you want to be. Not only that, you're also going to need some expert guidance to get you through this journey. Not because you can't do it on your own, but because you might have some questions and some challenges along the way. Dominating Diabetes Academy is a program that I designed to help you naturally balance your blood sugar while lowering your A1C and eliminating the need for diabetes medications. On top of that, I want you to be able to confidently take charge of your health in as little as 10 weeks. Inside DDA, you're gonna be immersed in a world where food becomes your medicine, your energy level is restored, and unstable blood sugar levels become a distant memory. To learn more about Dominating Diabetes Academy, make sure you check out the link inside the show notes and get started on your plan towards optimal health today. Now, without further ado, let's get back into today's episode. Do not be afraid to ask for help. Diabetes can be overwhelming, especially when you are trying to navigate it alone. And a lot of times of what I learned early on in my journey is that diabetes is a very isolating disease. It's very isolating because it comes with a lot of shame and it comes with a lot of embarrassment and it comes with a lot of disappointment in yourself. And I think a lot of that has to do with you know, the role that we play within our families as well. Um, if you're a person that is kind of like the pillar for your family or the, the go-to person for your family or the person that people look up to or whatever have you, you know what I'm saying? It can be really disappointing to admit or even share with people, hey, I don't have it all together. I'm really struggling in this area. I mean, you don't want people to be disappointed in you. You know what I mean? You're already disappointed in yourself. And so a lot of times we don't say anything. We don't, we don't share that we have diabetes because it's not something to be proud of. Let's just call it what it is. It's not something that, that we should be proud of, especially because diabetes is looked at as a fat person disease. You know what I mean? So it can become that reminder to ourselves that we are really lacking self-love and that we're not taking care of ourselves the way that we know we need to, but it's also that kind of, you know, dark cloud over your head that's like, okay, well, how do I take care of myself? It's like, I don't, I don't even have the capacity. I don't have the time. I don't have the resources to take care of myself. I want to, it's not that I wanted this to happen. You know what I mean? But given the cards I've been dealt, so to speak, it just kind of happened. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't want you to be afraid to ask for help. It's very, very important that you get to a place where you stop feeling shameful and you stop feeling embarrassed and you reach out. And asking for help is one of the hardest things for me to do even. But I know a lot of people struggle in general with just asking for help because it's on the one hand, it's like, what if I ask for help 
and people are not willing to help me? What if I ask for help and people judge me? But then it's on the opposite end of that. What if I ask for help and people actually do help me and they're relying on me or, you know, not relying on me, but they're holding me accountable and then I let them down. You know what I'm saying? So it's very scary all the way around, but I want to encourage you to tap into resources and supportive diabetes communities where you can share your concerns at least or seek advice or receive emotional support and practical tips in order to navigate this journey successfully. Even if it's just, again, even if it's just to share your thoughts so that you're not keeping it in, you need to be able to express yourself. So whether that is a friend, whether that is a professional, you know, like myself, you can always, you know, shameless plug, you can always join me inside of Dominated Diabetes Academy or the five-day blood sugar reboot because that is about community. That is about creating space for you to be able to share, you know, your questions, your comments, your concerns, but also receive guidance and not just guidance, but step-by-step guidance so that you're just like, if you're in a place where you're like, I don't know what to do, DDA is there for you to say, hey, this week, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to eat. This is how you're going to prepare it. This is what you're going to do for your physical activity. So it's step-by-step taking you through the process of reversing diabetes. And you can always find more information about that in the show notes below. But again, if you're unsure where to start in your diabetes journey, but you want to learn how to naturally balance your blood sugar and lower your A1C so you can reverse diabetes and eliminate your need for medication, DDA is there for you, but there's also tons of other resources out there that are available to you as well. And so whether you find those through some of the podcasts, you know, Diabetes Unplugged interviews that I'm doing, I have so many people um, in the lineup that you can talk to, that you can follow on social media that are doing great work um, holistically in the diabetes space, you need to ask for help. Because how is someone supposed to help you if we don't know that you need it? It is okay to admit that you need help. It is okay to admit that you can't do this by yourself. It is okay to say, listen, I'm good at a lot of things, but this thing right here is not my area of expertise. I need someone that is going to help me walk me through the process. Show me the way to go. It's okay. And you don't have to do it alone. And I don't recommend that you do it alone. You don't have to. Okay. So again, don't be afraid to ask for help. In review, let's recap. Number one, do not panic. Number two, do not ignore it. Number three, do not compare your journey to someone else's. Do not accept medication as your only option. And number five, do not be afraid to ask for help. I hope that you got a little bit of peace listening to this episode. I hope that it came at the right time for you. I hope that you took away something from this episode, please let me know um, if it was helpful for you by leaving a review. Give me a a five-star review if this was helpful. And also make sure that you follow me on social media because I share a lot of helpful tips for helping you to manage diabetes effectively. Until next week, y'all, that's all I got for you. So you take care and I'll see you next Tuesday.